0: Artificial intelligence technology that can clone people's voices is a potential threat to companies who rely on voice systems that authenticate customers' identities. Will businesses that use voice biometrics need to scrap these systems because of this new AI? We're going to discuss these topics on this episode of Today in Tech. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Today in Tech. I'm Keith Shaw. Joining me on the show today is Dimitris Vassos. He is the CEO and founder of Amelia. Welcome to the show, Dimitris. Hi, nice to be here. All the way from Greece today. So uh, thank you for, uh, for taking the time to, to speak with us. Um, I want to jump right into this idea of voice cloning technology. Uh, we've seen a lot of uh, examples of it, but I want to dig a little bit into how did, how did this work? Did this develop from the idea of voice biometrics? Because voice biometrics has been around probably for about 20 years. Is, is that where yeah. we then saw that technology move into this voice cloning area?
1: yeah and you know to be um more accurate voice cloning is not a new technology it's just that recently has become very very good okay right so uh, it it wouldn't be able to fool you before but now it can so that's that's where the problem begins right and and you're absolutely right it does have it shares the same technology with voice biometrics you can think of them as as one being the reverse sort of process of the other because with voice biometrics, what we try to do is listen to an audio and extract the features that are unique to that person, right? So right. what describes the voice? So we go from audio down to a bunch of numbers really. Um, and so you can think of that as an um, encoder um, and voice cloning does the exact opposite. It says, hold on, we've got this bunch of numbers that um, describe Keith's voice how can we reproduce kids voice if we if we know this information right right um, so it's you know turning the technology on its head really um, and it's as I said it's been around for quite some years but the results were not good I mean the resulting voice was very robotic and didn't really sound like you uh, it's only the last couple of years that technology got to the point where with deep neural networks and with large language models people were able to actually very very accurately reproduce the voice
0: right right so that that was the the breakthrough would was through the large language models and the deep neural networks that that caused the the bad technology to get good all of a sudden
1: yeah mainly deep neural networks um, but also large language models do help with um, fig- figuring out the nuances and the prosody and making sure that the rendering of, of the audio of the speech sounds more natural in terms of the intonation and, and pauses and things like that.
0: Right, and so what, what, what amazed me uh, over the past year when I was uh, trying out some of this stuff or getting demonstrations of it was that it only you only needed like one minute or a couple of minutes of my voice and and you could get that from anywhere if you watch, you know, you can grab it from any of these episodes or or things like that. But you you needed a small sample size and then you could clone me to say anything I want. That's the idea of voice cloning, right? Is that I could, you could now have me saying, you know, reciting a speech that I've never recited or even more nefarious, you know, things that are out there, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's reached the point today where they can do that, the technology can do that in real time. So you can actually, I can actually be speaking something and the content of what I say is rendered in real time in your voice or any voice that I choose. So, you know, that's, that's um, become dangerous on a whole new level because um, it it allows dynamically to create attack vectors, Mm -hmm. right? With are not constrained to some predefined type of answers uh, so potentially this could be a very powerful tool for somebody who who wants to commit fraud uh, in a call center in a banking banking environment or right, or right.
0: anything Now can you explain a little bit about what vo- voice biometrics systems technically do just run me through uh, is it just is it just to authenticate some, you know my identity through my voice where I go I'm Keith Shaw please let me in to whatever, or is there more to it than, and then, and then you match it with my original voice print, right?
1: So voice biometrics in itself, it's just a technology. It's like saying I've got a, 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 an electric motor, right? What do I do with the electric motor? Oh, I can build an electrical you know, vehicle, right? And then you have a transportation solution, right? Um, in the same way, voice biometrics is just a core technology and we can take it and create solutions for identifying and validating the identity of people. So that's one use, but we can also use the same technology for, um, doing a blacklist, for example, match and say, okay, well the voice I'm just hearing, I can match it to a known list of fraudsters. Okay. Right. So That's an anti-fraud solution. Um, and there's, you know, multiple different ways you can apply this technology to solve business problems in the contact center or, or beyond.
0: Are, are you hearing concerns from customers that have maybe deployed some of these voice biometric systems or, you know, how concerned are they about a lot of this new AI voice cloning? Is there is there a sense of panic at, out there or like, oh, we're going to get attacked or this, this system isn't as safe as it was before, or are they still confident in their, the ability of their system to detect um, fraudulent activity?
1: I don't think that a lot of the older voice biometrics implementations are capable of um, recognizing this type of attacks. I think that only the latest and greatest in uh, voice biometric solutions have the ability to recognize these kinds of sophisticated attacks. Um, Customers who are, I mean, I don't think customers should panic because unless You are a bank and you hold the accounts of famous people whose voice somebody can find very easily on social media and clone their voice and then, you know, social engineer Mm -hmm. uh, the rest of their whatever information and and use that to attack. Um, Otherwise, it's more difficult to clone a random person's voice, but still the capability is there. I don't think companies should panic, but they should start to understand the risks
0: and how they can, you
1: know protect uh, against those kinds of of attacks.
0: Are, are a lot of these systems out there? you know i don't I don't run into voice biometrics a lot in my day-to-day life. i obviously i've I've seen facial recognition systems. It's on my phone. Um, I've seen fingerprint. Uh, readers for different types of things. Again, on my phone or, or, or tablet. Uh, you know, where where are you seeing a lot of the use cases of voice biometrics?
1: Well, we see it a lot in contact centers. It's uh, one of the very uh, important technologies because it gets you through the hurdle of authentication right and authentication is i say it's a hurdle it's it's the the major pain point of customer service is how do i know who i'm talking to so that then i can enable services for that person right i cannot give you your account balance unless i'm pretty sure that you are the legitimate owner of that account right and that's where a lot of customer service automations fall short because, yeah, I cannot provide the automation because I don't have a reliable means of authenticating you, right? So that drops the fulfillment, the automated fulfillment rate down to, you know, small numbers like 10, 20, 30%. It's only when you start to have a reliable means of Authenticating and validating the identity of your callers, that you can crawl up to very meaningful fifty, sixty, seventy, or eighty percent um, automation, which is what the largest, you know, financial institutions, for example, in North America, enjoy uh, yeah. today.
0: Do, do you find these yeah. mostly at at maybe higher profile or? Uh, like banking institutions maybe where there's people that have a lot of money because it, it feels like whenever I talk to customer service, the, the thing they ask me is, well, what's your the last four digits of your social security number? And that's about all they need or an address or a phone number or something like that. Um, and, and obviously, voice biometrics would be a little bit more secure, correct?
1: It is more secure, but I would say don't be fooled by what you see and hear in uh-huh. the interaction because there is a lot more happening that behind the scenes that is just passive. You don't realize it. For example, when you're, when a bank asks you for just the last four of your uh, social security number, that's because they already recognized your caller ID. Mm-hmm. They have your caller ID on file. They know that you call from that caller ID and also they have means of validating that this caller ID is genuine and you haven't used some sort of spoofing technology, right? So, and that's why they say, okay, well, I trust the caller ID. This is the number that Keith is calling me from. I know it, let me just verify with the last four SSN just, you know, as an extra measure. And well, then off we go.
0: Well, could could they be authenticating my voice without even me realizing that they've done it? Like maybe the first couple of, or like, do they have to ask you to opt into a, a voice biometric system? Or could they just say, well, the last time he called, we we captured his voice. Because um, there is that message of be me, like, you know, please be aware your voice might be recorded. Could they just take that for that recording and validate me that way? And then every next time I call, they could use a voice detection system to basically validate whenever I answer yeah. the question.
1: Yeah, absolutely. They yeah. don't, I mean, they they will not ask you to say something specific to validate your voice. Okay. Just in the normal course of conversation, they will do that validation in the background, but enterprises <sighs> are uh, obliged by law upfront to tell you that they're doing this. Okay. And usually not just say, we are recording your voice and you consent, they will also give you the reason why or how they're going to use the recording that's uh, mandatory by law to tell you we're recording your voice for quality monitoring reasons or we're recording your voice for authentication reasons right and then you've given consent that your voice can be used for authentication.
0: Okay, Could So the the phrasing that I often hear is, you know, could we use your voice? Like, please be aware that we could be using your voice for training purposes. And I always just assume that that's customer training or or customer service agent training. But could that also be then used for like training an AI to, to learn what my voice sounds like? I just thought of that just off the top of my head.
1: I mean, I mean, they can train the agent, or you know, now we have AI agents, so yeah. they can train the train the AI agent on you know good strategies how to process calls. But if they're going to be authenticating your identity by your voice, they will need to tell you explicitly in the consent okay. disclaimer for doing so.
0: And and again, we, we've we've established that the, a lot of these new AI voice clones are pretty accurate in getting past some of these systems, right? Like if they're an older voice biometric system, you would have some concerns about cloning getting through these systems, correct?
1: Yeah, that that, that is correct. Okay, um, Only the systems can have extra layers of protection uh, to understand that these types of attacks are happening.
0: Were, were, were these systems pretty good before uh, all of this ai stuff came around at detecting voices like if i if i tried to just record my voice or if someone recorded my voice and then tried to splice it together or, or digitize it or anything like that um I, and i'm just thinking usually of some of these these hollywood movies where the the good guy hackers are, are trying to get into the bad guys uh hideout and and they do this whole splicing thing. Um, is that just kind of like the Hollywood version of it? And and in reality, you would never be able to do that?
1: No, you, you could do that. I mean, um, you can use replay attacks. Um, how successful they're going to be depends on how well you do it and how sophisticated the voice biometric solution is on the other end. These days, I think replay attacks and, and countermeasures for replay attacks have been um, in the market for quite some years. So I don't think that you'd be able to use that successfully today. But deep fakes, that's a whole new level of sophistication there. Right. Not to say that, you know, they are more difficult to create anti-measures, but you have to create different kind of anti-measures for them.
0: Yeah. It, it does feel like now that we might be in, a, in an arms race between the, the good guys and the bad guys, correct?
1: Yeah, you could definitely say that i mean there's every week literally there's something new coming up and you 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 have to adapt and have the counter uh, measures uh, in place before you know, the the vulnerability hits the market. Right.
0: What are what are some of the, the methods that are being used without, obviously, I'm not asking you, like, um, to get deep, deep, deep down into the technology, but um, w- there are methods for detecting a lot of these new uh, AI voice cl- cloning systems, right?
1: There are different methods, and there is also legislation happening as we speak that's gonna make it easier to detect them. So the... Uh, EU Act for AI. I think they, it, it does have a provision for watermarking, so it's gonna make it mandatory for companies that release this technology as a product to watermark the pro- the products of of their technology. So whenever you record something, you create uh, a speech segment, and it's watermarked, mm-hmm. and then technologies that. Uh, are on the receiving end of that audio can then detect the the watermarking. Uh, and, and that's an easy way to detect legitimate, let's say, above the table sort of right. technologies. But right. this technology is soon going to be open source, right? It's already there is open source. So potentially anybody could take that open source and start being a bad actor. right? How to protect against that.
0: So are what you? We do. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, are you seeing? Are you seeing? It, it feels like a bad guy is not going to kind of follow the regulation and put a watermark in there, in there, in their voice. If if they're taking it and building it themselves, they're not going to add a watermark. But do these do these systems potentially could still they leave breadcrumbs around for another system to detect?
1: Yeah, yeah exactly breadcrumbs is is a very good expression I think to describe what it does so yeah. every system um, has its own little flaws or lack of flaws they're both very important clues and it's I mean you, you it's like forensics right we, we see that on TV whenever a gun is fired they collect the Uh, the bullet, by examining how the bullet has, you know, markings on it, they can figure out which gun it got fired from, right? Um, And this is what what we're doing exactly. We are firing this gun, so we are taking all these open source uh, frameworks, we are creating a bunch of deep fakes and then we train a model to recognize those imperfections or markings or breadcrumbs that each of those frameworks leaves behind.
0: Right, right. And and I guess the, the, the ultimate answer for a lot of these things would be don't just rely on a single source of technology to do this authentication. It, it's almost like, all right, well, if they can get into one area, you still got other hurdles to jump and that's where you then start into social engineering and, and training and things like that. Correct?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's been a fallacy in the market for way too long that your voice print, which is your voice biometric, uh, print of your voice is like a fingerprint. It's unique. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's just a very, very, very good, uh, approximation describing the characteristics of your, of your voice. And we've seen in the press um, cases where identical twins have managed to get into each other's bank accounts. Okay. It's, which proves that, you know, if the voice is very, very, very close to yours, the biometric system is going to be fooled.
0: Right, right. Right. So, so and that's. Can you talk a little bit about? how bad actors are infiltrating some call centers, even if they don't have the, the voice cloning technologies, what other things are they doing? Uh, and I guess we saw a big example of this in the MGM resorts, uh, hack where they were able to social engineer uh, some, some data about the, the employee and basically fool the, the help desk or whoever uh, was working on that, on that access.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, some of the financial um, institution customers we're working with a lot of them have told us that they know that 70% of all fraud that they get starts from the call center okay which means that the bad actors they will start from the call center they call in they talk to an agent they try to create an emotional situation with the agent where the the agent feels obliged or feels, let's say, wants to help the Mm -hmm, caller. mm -hmm. So they do release some private information and it can be a breadcrumb, but what they do is then they call back, they speak to another agent, they use that breadcrumb to gain some trust and the other agent gives them another breadcrumb, so they they start to you know put together the pieces of a puzzle, and then they have enough to eventually get to an agent where they will say, "Oh, this guy must definitely be Dimitris because he knows one, two, three, four, five things."
0: Yeah, yeah. So okay, so uh, it, it's really the that social engineering and the empathy of of a call center agent to. Um, and and I didn't realize that, that multiple calls are something that that could happen. So if it was you, if it was you and me on a, on a call, like you're the call center agent, I would just do something like, oh, you know, I remember my pass. I can't remember my password or my passphrase, but it but it ended in an N. Is that right? And then you know, sound distraught. And then you as the call center agent would go, uh, you're close, but it's maybe it ends in an M. And you know, and then and then I hang up, and then I eventually get this passphrase based on what you know letters i'm 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 giving right it, it's almost like a big game yeah. of word a wordle
1: <laughs> yeah it's 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 called you know breaking the code by brute force i mean if the company has like 2000 agents calling back and back and back um you're not g- gonna hit the same agent so they're gonna help you a little bit you can use the the example you gave is very good right there's 27 letters in the alphabet <laughs> so that's how many well, you need right <laughs> 26,
0: okay 26 all right so um, we had talked a, a, a earlier about uh, you know that the call centers that are using a lot of these voice biometric systems it still feels like it's the early stages what are some of the reasons why companies might not be deploying it are these too difficult to to install is it is it a lot of training that it involves Is it complexity is it cost like why are we not or is it or is it that maybe the, they've they've been installed we're just not aware of it
1: Um, some of them you're not aware, but you know, if I take the whole pie of contact centers in the, in the market, I would say about 75% are still on-premise deployments and 25 are in the cloud. The on-premise solutions, it's a lot more costly to deploy these solutions because they're going to be customly integrated into the environment. Um, and that costs a lot. It's slow. It takes time. Um, and it's going to be more expensive, right? It's uh, therefore, you see a lot of these systems now being deployed in companies that have already decided to migrate their contact center to the cloud.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And when you go to the cloud and you choose your you know cloud contact center uh, platform of choice, most of them are already integrated with solutions for voice biometrics. So now you can get it out of the box, You just click a switch and you have voice biometrics. So it's becoming a lot more uh, frequent to see enterprises that as they do their migration to the cloud, they're also enabling these advanced technologies for voice biometrics, for AI automation, which are now a lot more accessible just because they're all part of the cloud ecosystem already.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so uh, getting back to the question of how fast this has come about, when, when you were watching the development of, of these technologies, especially in this AI voice cloning space, um, did it hit you guys by surprise? Um, I, obviously, from an outside observer standpoint, I was like, wow, that, that, that came about really quickly. Um, or had, have, have you guys been monitoring this? And then it just sort of, it was, you know, a straight line versus a, whoa, this is now um, an exponential curve of, of good, of, I guess, accuracy is my, like, like, what did you see, you know, behind the scenes? Go ahead. I'm sorry. You're
1: referring to or voice biometrics altogether.
0: Say that again. Go ahead. Say that again. I'm sorry. are
1: you referring to deep uh, fakes? Yeah, I'm, yeah.
0: I'm talking about the voice cloning technologies about how good it, it, it became um, versus, you know, it's been around for a while but it was never that good. It sounded like robots or you needed a sample okay. size of, you know, 10 minutes of, of you know, voice transcription type thing.
1: Yeah, these these um, evolutions, if I may use that word, yeah. in technology do happen stepwise. I mean, something happens okay. like, some open source gets released, some big company gets a breakthrough, they publish uh, a paper, you know, with some new algorithms and, and and things change, right? And then people take those published papers and they try to uh, create something practical that works and usually they, they are successful. I mean, it, technology and neural networks is so accessible these days. It's so easy um, to, you know, put together a solution like deep fakes that pretty much anybody can do it
0: yeah yeah um what is, what do you think about the next year like what'll, what will what does the future hold is is it a lot of these companies are going to play catch up in trying to detect this stuff or um is there enough confidence out there that you'll be able to stop whatever comes c- comes out from the bad guys
1: well if if humanity still exists and ai <laughs> hasn't taken over our lives <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think uh, no seriously now i I think um, i'm I'm confident that um, we you know voice biometrics is gonna be able to stop the the abuse, stop the fraud um simply because we're always one step ahead of whatever technology comes out. We are the company that actually produces that technology the foundational technology to begin with, right? Mm
0: -hmm,
1: So mm -hmm. one step ahead, I think is important. And it's also important for customers to trust companies that uh, do create foundational technology and are in cloud because in the cloud, you always get the latest and greatest. It's always the software is always updated to the latest and greatest, right? Whereas when you have an on-premise solution, which is customized, you tend to fall behind in right. terms of updates, right? And you do really want that real-time um, update uh, to combat these um, these attacks as they become more and more sophisticated all the time.
0: So you would, you would predict that more and more companies are probably going to go to the cloud for these types of solutions?
1: Uh, absolutely, yeah. and it's a one-way street also, so I'm predicting that... Companies do not have a choice whether they want to use voice biometrics or not, because fraudsters are definitely going to be using um, voice cloning technology to make attacks. Therefore, enterprises necessarily need to arm up.
0: And then, and then what, what kind of advice would you give to any call, call service? Well, any companies uh, that have a call center, what kind of advice would you give them to train their agents to not fall for some of these attack methods? Is it just a matter of constant reminder and constant training and be aware of the attacks?
1: Yeah, I think, I think it's really important to do something very simple, which is to expose uh, agents to voice cloning technology so that they understand how it sounds, what the limitations are, how to recognize it. And and there are limitations. I mean, it's not magic, right? Yeah. So by, by doing the right things, they can expose the deep fakes for sure. All so right. Keeping them up with the latest and greatest is, is very important.
0: All right. Uh, Dimitris Vassos. Thank you uh, so much for being on the show today. It was a great conversation about, about this technology.
1: Well, thank you very much. It was great being there.
0: All right, that's all the time we have for the show today. Be sure to like this video, subscribe to the channel, add any comments that you have below. Join us every week for new episodes of Today in Tech. I'm Keith Shaw. Thanks for watching.